Bruce Newberry. The food dude. I am dining out. You're dining out with Bruce Newberry. You're a food dude. I'm very happy to be here dining out with Bruce Newberry here in Rhode Island. That should be your name, the food dude. Hello again. Welcome to the Tastiest Talk Show on the radio. We're in the Dave's Marketplace Broadcast Bistro and are back. Making our return visit to a place we have not been to for, gosh, quite a while. We are at... 1149 in Borwick, East Greenwich, Rhode Island. And uh, boy, it's nice to be back here. It really is. This is uh, one of those places that you just get comfortable at right away. And uh, the food is terrific. Got my eye on the lunch menu. I think I'm going for the prime rib dip. But Jay, our manager, may have another idea. And I have put myself in his hands. So we'll tell you about that in a minute. I have to tell you about one of the finest coastal restaurants in the world one of the world's best waterfront restaurants to be exact there are a select number 30 27 it's a it's not one of those you know top 10 lists but this is from this is uh, from CNN is that right yes it is CNN travel and it's a list of these select restaurants and they are global restaurants, Hawks Bay, New Zealand. And I saw a place with a, with an address in Morocco and uh, lo and behold, right in the middle of it, watch Hill, Rhode Island, none other than coast, which is the restaurant at the ocean house, the world's best waterfront restaurants promise more than a view says CNN. A delectable meal and a sublime view of the water is the best dinner theater in the world. 26 of the world's best waterfront restaurants, not 25, not 27, 26. And one of them is at the Ocean House. How about that? See that? Being Taylor Swift's neighbor has its advantages. Some select company, though, the number one on the list is a place called Paul Ainsworth, number six on... uh, in, in the Cornish region of Padstow. I think I have seen that one on the British version of Gordon Ramsay's uh, restaurant, uh, restaurant Impossible. No, that's not the one he did. Not Hell's Kitchen, the other one. The, the one where he had been to one of the restaurants in Rhode Island, the descendant of which is actually up the street in East Greenwich here. Anyway, there are restaurants in Maui, Indonesia, and... Uh, Menfi, Sicily, Tanzania, and Venice, and Miami, and Big Sur. Actually, I've been to one other place on this entire list, and it's the great Shutters on the Beach in Los Angeles, Santa Monica, as a matter of fact. And you know what? I'm a dyed-in-the-wool Yankee, a native New Englander, and all of that, and... I'm partial to the Ocean House and, of course, places around here in New England, Newport, and whether you're in the mountains or whether you're on the sea. And, of course, waterfront is what we're talking about here. But are they distinguishing waterfront from oceanfront? They all seem to be oceanfront places from what I can see. Anyway, you don't care about that. What do they say about the food? Well, they talk about 
its delectable vegetarian menu hailing from nearby farms. Okay, very trendy. But then you dig into the menu and you find there's lobster and you find that there's a bunch of seafood on there. So it must be more of a flexitarian menu than anything. And this was written, looks like back in the spring, because what they list as menu items, maple glaze sweet potatoes and spicy fava beans and main grain spelt gnocchi, which is spelt incorrectly, by the way. But the spelt is another one of those, another one of those uh, sort of hip and trendy grains. It's like quinoa. Spelt is uh, is one of those. If you are really a if you are really a vegan or someone who is really into grain and things like that, you know what spelt is, and uh, you can make gnocchi out of it. Yeah, and I love this white chocolate cremeux. Ooh, yeah. But if you go on to the website, this is a menu that goes back to the 1st of April. So not even getting into the great bounty of what is coming in now. Well, we have a whole bunch of that, including seafood. But the fresh produce is starting to roll in as well. And a lot of people were really worried it was going to be tremendously late. But it is rolling in little by little right now. I mean, yes, the the bulk of it is going to come in. And unfortunately, some of it got damaged and is not going to happen. Fruits, vegetables, and so forth all around our area. But the good news is what is around will be around until October, according to one indication and one expert in all of this. So worry not about that. This is the award season going on. We just had the best of Rhode Island the other night. And... uh, we knew that Sardella's was going to win something, and Sardella's won Best Italian in Newport County. And so we congratulate our dear friends at Sardella's. So terrific. We'll talk more about that to some of you in a little bit. It was the fancy food show at the beginning of this month, and it's always interesting to kind of poke around and see what is going on. In fact, there are some local tastes who exhibited at the Fancy Food Show some Rhode Island-originated type foods, which is always impressive. And I always like to go through the top 10 trends just to see what they're thinking about because, uh, I mean, the Fancy Food Show is great. I used to get to work the Fancy Food Show in San Francisco when I was toiling mightily in the coffee business, and we were we were just ahead of our time. We were trying to do an online—it wasn't even online. It was a catalog— of gourmet foods and things to go with the, with the coffee. And so for research, we all trooped off to the winter fancy food show in San Francisco. And it's great. And I've gone to the New York one, the guys from Dave's go and shop there. And you can meet a whole bunch of your friends and neighbors in the food biz there, which is very, very interesting. So what I thought we would do today is to uh, have you tell me what you think some of the, the um, trends from this year's fancy food show are now think about what the kind of trendy foods are that we know today. What are, what are all of the kind of new and upcoming flavors and cooking materials and products and foods and beverages that are blossoming? You know, sustainability is a big deal. So 
what would you say is one of the top 10 food trends that we might be tasting in the coming year from this summer's fancy food show? So we'll talk about a few of those things. Our Facebook food dude, Facebook, Facebook food dude poll is <laughs> what, <laughs> what do you have to eat? What do you have to eat before summer is over? It is not summer until I have eaten what? And we're getting great response on this already. Jesse checks in and says a cold piece of red, red watermelon. Very, very nice. Darcy says zucchini spaghetti with homemade marinara all from the garden. She grows spaghetti in her garden. I, the, the spaghetti is made from zucchini. Yeah. Very nice. Darcy, you should meet Lou Perella because Lou knows all about making quote unquote pasta from vegetables. He makes his veggie lasagna totally pasta free. And, uh, speaking of the garden, I just heard from Lou that the zucchini flowers are in. Yeah. Talk about the summer produce rolling in. They are about on time. If my memory serves and it doesn't always, but the, those zucchini flowers are so great and you know how to do it. And if you don't get over to Lou's place and he'll tell you in Warren, Rhode Island, but I would imagine anybody who is within striking distance of a garden and you get the zucchini flowers and you pick them, it's got to be a separate kind of a field because you're going to pick them before they turn into zucchinis. And then you uh, stuff them with regatta and maybe a few other things and bread them. Lou does a tempura type batter, fry them up very, very quickly, so light. And then you serve them alongside some pasta with some marinara, and off you go. So, yeah, that is some great news. And uh, go ahead on the Bruce Newberry Facebook fan page and tell me what you must eat before summer is over. We're going to kind of expand on that in a minute as we uh, roll along here. In case you had not heard, the Mad Genius is coming to Newport this fall. Have you heard this? Yes, none other than Justin Chappell from The Mad Genius himself. That's his uh, podcast and his video series, if you subscribe to that. He is a uh, mover and shaker with food and wine. And he is going to be the headliner at this year's Newport Mansions Wine and Food Festival in September. And in case you're not familiar with him, we're going to help you out a little bit. Uh, we hope to have conversation with him. Maybe during the um, maybe during the festival, but just in case we don't, we're going to try to catch up with him beforehand. But I have for you one of his most recent clips, and we're going to hear it in the next hour. And it's all about how to make a grilling basket to grill some of those wonderful vegetables that we have just heard about. So you'll hear the mad genius himself. In just a little bit. Uh, Wall Street Journal's weekend section today talks about pizza all across the country. It's a big thing. You know, all of the different styles of pizza and so forth. And here in Rhode Island, we have something called party pizza, which is apparently a very different bit of business from what the rest of the country calls party pizza. So uh, we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. 
1149 is our address. 1149 Division Street here in Warwick, East Greenwich. The suburbs. I love this place. You look around, and I mean, this just has, and I wrote about this when this place opened. And this has this totally different vibe than a city restaurant. A lot of times, your chefs, your city chefs, your restaurateurs will come into the burbs. And here in Rhode Island, we have a restaurant row in pretty much every town of any size. And what happens is a lot of restaurants will try and just have a a brief encounter because they will um, try to do a city restaurant in the suburbs. You don't want a city restaurant in your hometown. Well, I love this place because it is nothing but suburbia. And in fact, I expect either the real housewives to come walking through here or I expect Quincy to come walking through here. It is just has this comfortable, you know you are home. It has these rustic stone walls on the outside walls. And then it has these, these stained glass windows looking into the dining room. But it's so comfortable and approachable. And I've always enjoyed the whole atmosphere and coming in here. So I'm so happy to be back here at 1149. And we're here to talk about the midweek meal deal, by the way. If you are looking for someplace, and uh, hey, money is always an object. And if you're a fan of restaurant week type things, if that tickles your fancy, we're going to love the midweek meal deal where you get two dinners plus a bottle of wine for just $49.95. Your kids will eat free. It's a great thing. We'll tell you more about that in detail and talk about some of the menu as we continue along here in the Dave's Marketplace Broadcast Bistro. We are here at 1149. You are dining out with Bruce Newberry. The deck at 15 Point Road is now open. Relax on the deck overlooking the waterfront of the Old Stone Bridge and enjoy the lunch menu at 15 Point Road, served Thursday through Sunday. There are plenty of number 15 signature items like the clam chowder, creamy with tender clams, New England style, of course. The 15 Point Stuffies, a must with garlic butter and the sriracha hot sauce and, of course, the signature stuffing. Don't miss the fritter basket and a classic lobster roll. Now, you've heard Sean and Carly Smith and I talk about how carefully that bun is sourced and, of course, the lobster meat, always local, so tender, dressed just right with lettuce and that crispy, tasty vegetable slaw. And enjoy the lunch menu at 15 Point Road, served Thursday through Sunday. 15 Point Road, Island Park, and Portsmouth. The deck at 15 Point Road is now open. Make sure you mention you heard the food dude, Bruce Newberry, talking about the deck at 15 Point Road. Food dude. I'm Bobby Flay, and I'm dining out with Bruce Newberry. I am Bruce Newberry, your food dude, and uh, it is nice to be with you here in the Big Marketplace Broadcast. We are here at 1149, the place to be. This is headquarters for showers this weekend. I don't mean the weather forecast. We have three showers going on 
two bridal, one baby, or two baby, one bridal, or something like that. I'm not exactly sure, but there's a lot of balloons in here, I can tell you that. And I love a place like this. We're going to talk about speedies, not speedos, and not creamies, but speedies. And I don't know if the line of demarcation in our broadcast area in upstate New York actually intrudes into, encroaches into speedy area because uh, the the speedy and we'll ask our guest about this uh, in a minute she may know now we're going to definitely talk about what our uh, facebook food dude facebook question is what do you have to eat before summer's over but joining me on the line to talk about all of that stuff is the food editor of Yankee Magazine, one of the great food voices of New England, Amy Traverso. Amy, nice to have you with us. Thanks for having me. It is a great, great pleasure. Hey, do you know, can I ask you a question here? This was uh, not planned. But do, do you know what speedies are? No. What are those? It is a, uh, it is a kind of a chicken barbecue um, kind of a deal. Oh, I know. Sort of no, like, my sister told me about these because she lives in upstate New York. Yes, I totally know what yes. you're talking about. Okay, well, and my she just question sent me is a recipe far, that I want to make. What, oh, excellent. Okay. Uh, well, we're going to talk a little bit about them uh, because I, I think that our area in upstate New York may encroach on the area where those are found because we're heard all over uh, Vermont and uh, upstate New York and into Quebec and so forth. But I'm yeah. not sure whether we're in speedy country or not. But uh, I, I wondered well, if maybe you would know. I, Whereabouts in upstate does your sister live? So, yeah, so she's actually, she's pretty far east. She's uh, Lake George area. So, um, oh, okay. and they love them. And she also, her son's into hockey, so they travel around upstate New York a lot. So um, I think they did pick up the recipe uh, probably uh, maybe up near Syracuse or somewhere. But they've brought it back to Lake George, and it is hugely popular in her circle of friends. I'm sure. It is so much fun, and uh, there was a story about it that I wanted to make mention of today, and I wanted to, uh, and I, I just thought right off the top of my head here, I said, oh, I wonder if Amy knows where, where the line of demarcation is, because there are so many of these wonderful regional foods that are very, very close in uh, and have yeah. a, a I think they originate in uh, Binghamton, right? Correct, yes. Okay. And it's sort of an Italian origin, but has sort of been popularized everywhere. Um, I think the thing that's really interesting about the recipe is the use of vinegar to kind of marinate, and it sort of tenderizes the chicken before it ever uh, hits the, you know, grill. So you get this really juicy, moist kind of chicken, which I think that's, great because a lot of people find grilling chicken tricky in that it's it's very easy to go from you know a nice just cooked chicken breast to like sawdust in five minutes <laughs> so this gives you that yes. margin of error you're so right and what this is this really takes the guesswork out of grilling chicken that's an excellent point they have a whole speedy festival in binghamton apparently and have had it for many many years but what the speedy is is kind of a cross between a shish kebab and a satay they are they are cubes of chicken they can also be pork beef or lamb according to this article that i'm looking wow. at they are put on a skewer but first they are marinated in something that is like italian dressing yeah it's got vinegar and lemon juice which is a nice 
hit of acidic flavor to not only flavor the meat, but also tenderize it. And yes, then you've got what yes, these Italian adds, herbs like parsley, oregano. It's a brightness to it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is old school. I mean, I can remember us doing that in the backyard, and I grew up in Massachusetts. And, really? Uh, oh, that's interesting. We, and we would use the, the good seasoned Italian dressing. Remember that? Yeah, the good oh, season. that I absolutely grew up on all kinds of things marinated in that Italian dressing. And my parents still make the, the dressing out of the envelope in, in the special, like, cruet that comes with it in the yes. supermarket. And I love that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's fantastic. Yes. Anna Maria Alberghetti, right? Didn't she? Uh, she was the, I think she was the spokesperson for a while. A little Good Seasons has a lot more taste. Anna, Anna Maria, Maria Alberghetti. The Good Seasons lady. Good Seasons Italian has 50% more herbs and spices than the leading bottle Italian dressing. Hey, Good Seasons does have more herbs and spices. 50% more. That's why a little Good Seasons mm, has a lot more taste. Oh, that's anyway. so cool. Wow. That is hilarious. Now, my wife actually still does a version of that, but but bakes it and roasts chicken breasts in a marinade. That makes sense. Then some, sometimes she'll just use your basic Italian dressing. Sound, yeah, it's delicious. I mean, it's. I remember hearing Malcolm Gladwell give a talk about the ketchup being just. It's the the reason people love ketchup, and you know, there's T-shirts that say, "I put ketchup on my ketchup." And, and it's because it's like the perfect food. It's sort of, it has exactly the right balance of like sweet and tart and salt. And, um, and I think that Italian dressing is a little bit like that. It's, it's like, it's hard to beat it. It's, you know, it's not, no, it's not like made with fresh artisanal ingredients, <laughs> but it's really, really good. You can't fight it. I mean, I suppose you can find speedy marinade or Italian dressing made with artisan ingredients, I suppose, like everything you can find artisan ketchup these days. Right, so, exactly. But why bother? <laughs> but why bother? Do you put your ketchup in the refrigerator, Amy Traverso? I do keep it in the refrigerator because I have, you know, I have kind of dug out an old bottle of ketchup from the back, you know, that was forgotten of the fridge and... um and I have found some mold growing on it, you know, in the past. So it sort of gave me the feeling that I needed to refrigerate it. You know what? I'm with you. And we did a Facebook poll on this a week or so ago. And 100% yes, I refrigerated doesn't everybody. Oh, that's good. That's good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I actually went to England a few weeks ago. And it was interesting in the supermarket. Like, they don't refrigerate eggs in the supermarket. Um, and I think really? it has to do with the way the eggs are treated um, and washed. Because eggs actually naturally have a protective layer on the shell that will keep them from going bad at room temperature temperature for a while, but I think in in the U.S. the the washing process kind of takes off that layer, and so we have to refrigerate our eggs. But if you're a baker, to be able to you know you don't have that extra step, and I imagine in England of having to bring the eggs, you know, let the eggs sit out for an hour to get them to room temperature before you can start cooking. You just have them right there on the counter all the time, so you can just go go make your cake. <laughs> right. Hey, if the British baking show is exerting the influence that it seems to be, maybe this is another British influence that's going to come this way. What do you think? I think that would be great. There's something about the British baking show that really pivots away from that high-octane hyper-competitive, you know, style of some of the cooking competitions in the U.S. 
I don't I don't like to watch a cooking show that makes my blood pressure rise. I I love the way the break the, the British baking show kind of brings you back to what it is that we love about cooking in the first place. I mean, yeah, it's fun, you know, it's it's a fun thing to watch people compete, but I think we've gotten a little bit too much in that direction and that's why so many people love that show is you know, it brings you brings you back to the warmth and the comfort and the contestants are collaborative. I mean, there's pressure, they're under pressure, but there's like there's a kindness to that show and a um a slower pace to it that I love. It is an excellent perspective. Uh, I have a story today that we may or may not get to. I don't know if you've read up on this or heard about this, but apparently there's dessert places in New York City that are specializing in British desserts. And they attribute it to the success of the Great British Baking Show. And it makes so much sense what you're saying. My daughter is a huge fan of the Great British Baking Show. And I had watched yeah. it with her a couple of times, and it's so appealing. You're right. That's really interesting. You know, um, I was just reading an article about, the, and I think this isn't just New York, because I know there's a, um, there's a bakery, yeah, in, in um, L.A. called Fiona, and I, I know one of their most popular dishes is basically a variation on Victoria's Sponge. It's it's not wow. all they do. They're doing lots of California-style stuff. But, um, I mean, how much more British can you get than Victoria's Sponge? That's it. And that's the number yeah. two, I think, uh, uh, a dessert that they're finding that is uh, available, apparently, on about every street corner in New York these days, or at least in the hipster wow. neighborhoods, uh, right behind Trifle. You know, there's a there's a bakery in Rhode Island um, that is owned by um, I think it's two sisters. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna get this information really quickly. Um, and they make British desserts. Um, and they do yeah EnglishChristmasCake.com. They're in Bristol, oh, yes. Rhode Island, and they make all the classic Christmas puddings. Like, you know, the the kind of, they make the fruit cakes, but the sort of plum pudding that you can pour, you know, brandy and light it on fire. Mm -hmm. And also yes, traditional yes. soaked in rum. But yeah, it's, yeah, I love the idea that these these British recipes, which really, I mean, when you look at New England cooking in particular, there's obviously a lot of overlap between, uh, you know, the recipes that we consider traditional New England foods and the recipes that are really British in origin. There's also tons of other influences on our food, like Portuguese and Italian and Jamaican and you know lots of other. But um, but it's fun when you see these these dishes that that feel familiar to us as well because uh, because the early foods were British. So true. That's uh, it's so great to talk to you. And we had planned to talk about something completely different. And I'm so glad that we went off in the other direction. Let me just ask you quickly: What do you have to eat before summer is over? Well, okay. I found I think the best whoopie pie in New England, and I know those mm -hmm. are fighting words, but. Um, this whoopie pie was so fantastic, and I found it in New Hampshire in the Lakes region. Um, there's a place called Molten Farm in Meredith, New Hampshire, that is oh, yes. phenomenal. Um, it it's just the perfect whoopie pie. It's made with Ghirardelli chocolate. And the other thing I would do is head to the Champlain Islands in Vermont. Yes. And check out the wine trail, the Champlain Valley Wine Trail. For um, there, there are some really, really good wines being made there, and they're really what they're doing there. That's cool. Is they're 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 really figuring out how to make the best wines with these hybrid wines that thrive in the climate of Vermont and upstate New York. There are grape varieties like Marquette and Crescent um, that are La Crescent that are so 
have so much potential, and these wines are now getting nationally recognized for their quality, and that that wasn't happening 10, 15 years ago. So um, check out the Champlain Valley Wine Trail. There's a place called CO Cellars in Burlington that is a particularly great uh, store where they're um, selling amazing wines from Krista Scruggs, who's a young winemaker. Um, and so I would check that out. And if you want to kind of get a really nice broad sampling of um, of what's happening sort of with Vermont um, Vermont drinks and food, there's this, on August 24th, there's the Drink Vermont Festival, which will have tons of craft beer and cider and wine and food and live music. It looks like a lot of fun. Oh, excellent. Boy, everything is going on on that weekend. Oh, my God. Yeah, That's it's the, Champl- be a crazy the uh, Champlain Valley Fair that weekend. and so much else going on. So we'll have to make room for that Add it one to the too. list. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, terrific. So great to talk to you. Let's do this again. I'm so happy to yeah, have you on. Great. And so great to talk speedies and, and the great British baking show with you. Yes. And happy summer. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of the summer. We'll talk very, very soon. Amy Traverso, you can read her in Yankee Magazine and on the Yankee Magazine website. And uh, this may actually make it into an episode of the Food Dude podcast. What a nice, nice chat. And that is a taste of what is going on all over New England. And uh, hey, our friends tuned in on WVMT are... uh, getting all kinds of bonuses there. I love that Champlain Valley wine trail. I thought I was going to break some news with the Rhode Island beer trail, but Amy is ahead of me. Uh, More on that beer trail in just a few minutes. But what was it that Amy was talking about? She said that, of course, our food here in New England is influenced by so, so many influences. And one influence she named was the Portuguese. And, of course, we know all about that because we know all about Gaspar's linguiça and chorizo. The Portuguese sausage that has been made according to the same family recipe for 95 years. Now, we were talking about doing skewers on the grill. That may be another way to do gas bars on the grill. Boy, just when you think you have it all figured out. Very simple. You could just take the traditional sausage, slice it lengthwise, get it going on a good hot grill. It'll sizzle up in no time. Turn it once and you're there. Serve it on beautiful bakery rolls. And uh, it is going to be a great first course. And, of course, don't think of having a clam baker clam boil without the gas bars. Whether you choose the traditional sausage or the linguiça dogs or the patties or the sausage out of the casing, which, of course, is essential for your stuffy, choose gas bars. The leading manufacturer of Portuguese sausage in these United States has been for 95 years. Available at all major supermarkets like the ones I broadcast from. Gas bars, the Portuguese sausage that the whole world can enjoy. We're at 11:49, having a great time talking about uh, all things food because that's what we do here every weekend. So nice to have you with us in the Dave's Marketplace Broadcast Bistro. You're dining out with Bruce Newberry. Summer dining is the best at 11:49 with the midweek meal deal for two Tuesday through Thursday, anytime from four to nine. Select a bottle of Gooseneck Vineyards wine, two entrees, two desserts for $49.95. Choices, there are always choices. $11.49 short ribs, bacon-wrapped meatloaf, grilled beef tips, chicken salt and boca, chicken marsala, shrimp and campolini pasta, bolognese, chicken a la vodka, chicken parmesan, don't forget dessert, vanilla bean cheesecake, flourless chocolate tort, or a brownie sundae throughout the month of August. And don't forget the kids, because they're going to eat free when an adult orders an entree. And that includes brunch, the famous 11 
1149 Sunday brunch, Sundays 10 to 2. Kids under 12 eat free one an adult orders. 1149, so cool this summer, so close to home. 1149 Division Street in Warwick, East Greenwich. Find out more at 1149.com. Spell it out, 1149.com. Make sure you mention you heard the food dude, Bruce Newberry, talking about 1149 for the summer. Hi, my name's Rick Sylvia. I'm the specialty food buyer here at Dave's Marketplace. Our job is to go out and find those healthy items for our customers. One of the largest growing trends is gluten-free items. So here at Dave's Marketplace, what we've done is we've gone out and found as many of those items as possible for our customers. They have to be gluten-free. One of the reasons I love Dave's is because you have so many things that I can eat. We've increased the uh, number of non-GMO items every week in our stores. The old saying goes, music is the food of love. If you're a music lover, Robert's Music R.I. is the place you should be. If you've rediscovered your music, if you're a professional, if you have a music student in your home, you and they will love Robert's Music. Instruments, rentals, repairs, supplies, lessons, 18 teachers specializing in the instruments they teach. Music educators rely on Robert's. So can you. RobertsMusicRI.com, Robert's Musical Instruments in the Quaker Valley Mall. You know what time it is. It's the best time of the year, the sizzling season. Get that grill going, get the cookout started, and in southern New England, cookouts mean gas bars, linguiça, and churis, available at all major supermarkets. The Portuguese sausage that's been invited to the better cookouts for 95 years. Gas bars is great on the grill. Those lean cuts of quality meats, the authentic spices, made according to the same gas bars recipe for all of those years. It's just great on the grill. Slice the traditional sausage in half length. Wise, get it going on a good hot grill, or try the linguisa dogs or spicy should ease. And don't even think of having a clam bake or clam boil without Gaspars. Gaspars, the real Portuguese sausage. Invited to cookouts, clam bakes, clam boils all around this area for longer than anybody can remember. Available at all major supermarkets. Gaspars for 95 years. It's the Portuguese sausage that the whole world can enjoy. Get sizzling this summer with Gaspars. I am Jacques Pepin, uh, here from uh, Connecticut, and I'm here dining out with the Bruce Newberry. Man, you are really getting some eating in before this summer is through. And I think some of these things aren't quite out yet. Ruth just visited the Bruce Newberg Facebook fan page and says what she has to eat before summer is over. Native tomatoes with brie and fresh basil over linguine. Oh, my. Are the tomatoes in yet? Oh, they might be. They might be a little late. Well, the top 10 trends from the fancy food show are just out there. When for a number of different reasons. We have what we're calling, well, we have not only new foods, but new words about foods. We don't have enough food words already. We have new ones now. Upcycled foods. What does that mean? Upcycled foods. It um, means foods that, um, well, it's not recycled, but it's more of 
repurposed or I don't know, do-overs. It's not really it either. Uh, but for example, one of the fancy foods that was popular was avocado leaf tea made from avocado leaves that are discarded after the avocados are picked. Okay, I kind of get it. Salt works all natural liquid nijari made from a byproduct of the salt making process where after salt is harvested, 74 trace minerals are left over. What? <laughs> I've actually heard of this one. Whey, as in curds end, right? Well, there's a product that made its debut with the fancy food show called Walk This Way. I get it. A waste product from the cheese making process that is actually... If you drink this, it is good for digestive health. Is that the liquid that's on top of the yogurt? I think it is. You know how sometimes the yogurt's been sitting there and it has this kind of water in it. You have to mix it in there. I believe that is the way. And little Miss Muffet was the one who was uh, the first one to do that. And she never had any health problems that we know about. So there you are. We are in the Tapes Marketplace Broadcast Bistro here at 1149. How about a roasted salmon and beet salad? Uh, two kinds of people in this world, those who are crazy about beets and everybody else. Roasted salmon and beets with chickpeas, lentils, romaine, honey-toasted pecans, warm goat cheese, and balsamic reduction. All right, you want? is your manhood threatened a little bit there? Okay, let me, let me fix that. It's the Harpoon Barbecue Festival going on in Windsor today, Windsor, Vermont. And if you are anywhere, I'm sure, north or south on 91 of uh, Windsor, I don't have to tell you that. You just follow your nose. And one of the leading competitors, uh, having said what Amy Traverso said about staying away from the uh, competitive uh, food events and such, uh, one of the leading competitors in this year's Harpoon Barbecue Festival is a barbecue team from Rhode Island called the Road Hog, R-H-O-D-E. They spell hog the same way. Road Hog. We'll talk a little bit about them in a couple of minutes here on the Tastiest Talk Show on the radio. And look, summer is great, and we want to squeeze every last drop out of summer, but summer's not going to be around forever. Fall comes around as it always does. Well, this fall may be a special, special one for you if you spend some time at Castle Hill Inn. Castle Hill Inn is the spot for an autumn staycation. We have foliage in Rhode Island, too, you know. And at Castle Hill Inn, your stay includes a full gourmet breakfast and afternoon tea. Plus, there are specials like wine and dine and a romance package and elopement package. I probably shouldn't say that too loud with a couple of wedding showers going on within earshot here at 1149 today. But it's the trend, apparently. And bonfires. There's even an on-staff astronomer. All at Castle Hill Inn on beautiful Ocean Drive 
in Newport, Rhode Island. Visit CastleHillInn.com. We're in the Dave's Marketplace Broadcast Bistro here at 1149 in Warwick slash East Greenwich, Rhode Island. And you're dining out with Bruce Newberry. Dave's Marketplace is all about the food. People who love to cook love to shop at Dave's Marketplace. People who don't love to cook love to shop at Dave's Marketplace. People who appreciate value and people who appreciate values like honesty and respect. Respect for local growers and local businesses, local providers of better food. Dave's is all about the food. If you ask anyone who shops at Dave's Marketplace, even someone who's just shopped at Dave's once, they'll tell you they expect a little more from their supermarket. But be honest, do you know anyone who's shopped at Dave's Marketplace only once? Dave's Marketplace. Better food. Better service. Better people. Everyone who shops at Dave's has a favorite helpful Dave's associate that they love to brag about. Locally owned and operated since 1969. And Dave's is more than just food with Les Isle Rose, Dave's floral basket and gift shop next to Dave's Marketplace East Greenwich store. Rhode Island Kitchen and Bath congratulates design consultant Erica Pearson. She's named the Professional Remodeler Magazine's list of 40 under 40. Just one of the design builders at Rhode Island Kitchen and Bath. You know, remodels don't just happen in the kitchen or the bathroom. Multi-room remodels are happening today. Register now at RIKB.com. Rhode Island Kitchen and Bath congratulates design consultant Erica Pearson. She's named the Professional Remodeler Magazine's list of 40 under 40. There are just no bad weather days at Cov. Never too hot. Courtyard is breezy. The dining room, cool and sparkling. The menu, just perfect. It's eclectic. It's modern. It's classic. Always something to enjoy. And the famous Cov weekend brunch, there's just nothing like it. The weekend starts on Wednesday at Cov with martini specials and Alexis Lee and Jazz. It's all at beautiful Cov. C-A-V Cov, the jewelry district. 14 Imperial Place. Make a reservation on open table. It's Cov. Summer dining is the best at 11.49 with the midweek meal deal for two, Tuesday through Thursday, anytime from 4 to 9. Select a bottle of Gooseneck Vineyards wine, two entrees, two desserts for $49.95. Choices, there are always choices. 11.49 short ribs, bacon-wrapped meatloaf, grilled beef tips, chicken salt and boca, chicken marsala, shrimp and campolini pasta, bolognese, chicken a la vodka, chicken parmesan, don't forget dessert, vanilla bean cheesecake, flourless chocolate torte, or a brownie sundae throughout the month of August. And don't forget the kids, because they're going to eat free when an adult orders an entree. And that includes brunch, the famous 1149 Sunday brunch, Sundays 10 to 2. Kids under 12 eat free when an adult orders. 1149, so cool this summer, so close to home. 1149 Division Street in Warwick, East Greenwich. Find out more at 1149.com. Spell it out, 1149.com. Make sure you mention you heard the food dude, Bruce Newberry, talking about 1149. 49 for the summer. Food dude. I'm Lydia Bastianich, and you're dining out with Bruce Newberry. Lydia Bastianich knows how to make a speedy. We were talking about these with Amy Traverso, and, uh, well, apparently they are within our footprint. The origins of the speedy, 
The name reportedly comes, according to the story in Bon Appetit, from the Italian word spidino, which translates to skewer. And this all started in the Binghamton area, you know, Watkins Glen and that part of the world. And in the Binghamton area, you can use chicken, pork, beef, or lamb. And you cube the meat. And it's been marinated in this speedy marinade, which, as Amy and I were talking about, is kind of Italian dressing based with herbs and spices and so on, and lemon. And uh, there are some places that have, uh, that specialize in it. Now, no one will tell you, and I guess that means that it sort of varies with everybody, but some of the restaurants and places like that out in the southern tier who have this and have this what they call Endicott-style marinade. And uh, the ingredients, all that they will give up is oil, vinegar, and spices. On the label, it says garlic, paprika, cider vinegar, and corn oil. But anecdotally, there is oregano in there. So it sounds like your basic Italian dressing. Now, there are some varieties of it. There's a buffalo style, apparently. There's a lemon garlic and all of that. And there is a website, speedy.com, S-P-I-E-D-I-E, speedy.com. And it's a great alternative to uh, grill chicken. And apparently there are places that that uh, serve this and... According to Amy Traverso, the Bon Appetit article is Speedy's, the best sandwiches you've never heard of. They're served on a hoagie roll, by the way. You know, a big, uh, in southern New England, it would be called a torpedo roll. You know, I'm sure Coffee Cup has a great one, too. And uh, they are marinated meat skewers, and you eat them in a sandwich. And there's a whole festival dedicated to them. The Speedy Fest and Balloon Rally. What time of year is that? Did we miss it? We can make our plans. Why not? We're not doing anything else this summer. And maybe that's the thing that you'll answer on our Facebook page about what you have to eat before summer is over. Maybe it's a speedy. I don't know. All right. Uh, we're checking on the date for the speedy festival. If you know, Bruce at BruceNewberry.com, or you can message me through the Bruce Newberry Facebook fan page. Uh, other thing that we were talking about with Amy was Brit Desserts. And apparently the phenomenon is the Great British Baking Show. Do you like the Great British Baking Show? I had never really gotten into it in terms of analyzing it. I mean, I'm familiar with it. It's it's your basic cooking competition. I think it's on Netflix, too, actually. And it is comforting. It is relaxing to watch, which makes a whole lot of sense. And it is unlike most of the competitive cooking shows and that makes perfect sense to me and grub street says maybe it's just a side effect of the great british bake-off mania but british desserts have made an unexpected return to menus around the city meaning new york city like a strawberry rhubarb trifle with basil cake yum and we were talking about Victoria sponges, and these are all over the place as well. Cherry's Jubilee, Set Aflame Tableside, and uh, we mentioned Trifle, and Pudding Cake. I love pudding cake, yes. Sticky Toffee Pudding for two, and uh, stuff like that there. And it's all to whet your appetite while watching 
the Great British Baking Show. Bruce Newberry. The Food Dude. 